Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the new American Wasteland. I'm your host, Montgomery Ho, and tonight we'll be taking you through a brief history of how we got to this point in the year 2035. 1999. Fearing societal collapse and all-out nuclear disaster in the wake of Y2K, survivalist groups and preppers began founding the predecessors to the modern American militia. 2001. After the September 11th terrorist attacks, the Patriot Act is passed. The United States government is sanctioned to invade the privacy and violate the rights of its citizens in the name of homeland security. The United States invades Afghanistan, beginning one of its longest and most costly conflicts. 2003. The United States invades Iraq, vowing to topple Saddam Hussein, a dictator it had previously funded and trained, and seize alleged weapons of mass destruction. 2008. The United States' first black president, Barack Obama, is elected. Although perceived as a victory for civil rights initially, few things change for the average American citizen. The new president turbocharges indiscriminate drone strikes in Iraq and Afghanistan, earning him the moniker Drone King. He would also be handicapped by beginning his administration with a country already in a recession that would become the beginning of increasing income inequality due to decisions made by the government preceding him. 2012. The world was allegedly ending. However, the end never comes. The travesty of the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting brings to bear a new age of terror on American citizens. The calls to regulate the flow of small arms in America after the massacre spurn the right wing to unite and militarize its gun rights advocates. 2016. The beginning of the American Dark Ages. Many experts will argue that the United States was always doomed to reach this point, but regardless, the specter of fascism takes a major foothold in American politics. Hate crimes and right-wing extremist violence is not only normalized but approved of by many government representatives. 2019. The novel coronavirus begins to take hold in the eastern sections of the world. American politicians and the current administration downplay its danger, ensuring their citizens the virus will never come to U.S. shores. This is the beginning of the Great Plague Era. 2020. The first coronavirus, or COVID, cases are detected in the United States. Early handling of the virus is fumbled, and it is still underestimated by the administration. While healthy adults are able to assume they may survive an encounter with the virus, the immune-compromised and elderly are left to die. The police execution of George Floyd in Minneapolis in broad daylight and on video record becomes a flashpoint for the average working-class American. Having endured constant brutality with no accountability from police forces, several cities begin protests against an unchecked police union. These protests become riots as police departments across the country bring military-grade vehicles and weaponry to bear against American citizens. In Portland, federal agents begin abducting protesters. 2021. Following a successful election, former Vice President Joe Biden becomes president. Unable to accept the election results, the previous president rallies a support base and mounts an insurrection on the country's capital on the day the election is to be certified. The terrorists erect gallows outside of the capital and call for the execution of opposing party officials. The capital is stormed as the nation watches in horror. Despite the odds, Capitol Police defend the building and officials until National Guard support arrives. 2022. 1.03 million Americans have perished to the coronavirus. There are 91 million cases to date. The former president goes unimpeached and unpunished after his attempted coup. The sentencing for the terrorists that stormed the Capitol is light, with few insurrectionists receiving long prison sentences. The climate is heating quickly, and despite calls for change, little is done by the government. 
Millions of Americans bear the brunt of heat waves, inflation, and dystopian income inequality. Women's rights are becoming unraveled by a Christo-fascist-led Supreme Court. 2023. The right to gay marriage is overturned. Mass riots begin but are met by militarized riot police. Christo-fascist paramilitaries counter the protesters but rely on an overwhelmed police force for protection. Lacking numbers, the Christo-fascists take to simply gunning down their adversaries. This is ignored by police and causes left-wing anti-fascists to bring their own arms to bear. Firefights become constant in the metro hubs. 2024. Facing an unwinnable election due to mass public disapproval of right-wing legislators, GOP speakers and figureheads begin condemning the legitimacy of the presidential election before it's begun. They call on their voter base to instead commence 1776 again, leading mass shootings and bombings of polling centers and government buildings. Many states discuss seceding from the Union, but it becomes impossible to govern their own metro centers as they each become their own conflict zones between fascist and anti-fascist groups. Sustained heat waves and droughts cause farms to be abandoned, and mass migrations to the cities where amenities are more accessible. 2025. States become more divided along party lines, with cities becoming the hubs of armed combat between political factions, and the rural areas becoming increasingly uninhabitable and cut off from necessary resources. Emergency services are overwhelmed and quickly become hopeless as casualties mount and first responders leave their jobs to safeguard their families. The National Guard is deployed to hundreds of areas in the country but becomes dysfunctional due to political schisms in the ranks and leadership. Many guardsmen and active duty service members begin to desert to ensure the safety of their families. 2026. Christo-fascist groups begin installing new governments and laws in areas they control, calling their zones New Dominions. They subject citizens who weren't able to leave to the principles of their faith. Rumors of mass killings of LGBTQ and minority communities makes it out to the general public before Dominion territories destroy cell towers and limit internet connection to privileged believers. Very few people escape these dark zones, telling nightmarish stories of enslavement, forced marriage, and cleansings. 2027. The government passes new legislation enabling the deployment of active duty troops on U.S. soil to retake the Dominion zones. The loophole being that secessionist areas are technically foreign combatants. Casualties mount as large portions of units desert or defect in the fighting. Conditions are horrendous as combat units learn how to fight an American insurgency at a costly pace, often battling former comrades that absconded with intel and equipment. 2028. The United States is fractured into multiple conflict zones. Scenes previously only thought to have been apparent in Mosul, Fallujah, and Kandahar now take place regularly on American soil. Congress approves the use of special warfare units and air power against the Dominionistic factions. Civilians suffer the worst of this decision, as the fundamentalist groups use human shield tactics to protect themselves from the worst of the bombings and attack helicopters. Drones are a constant presence in the sky. Leftists and survival groups begin forming the first independent communities, or INCOMs, semi-self-sustaining interlinked communities tucked away in rural areas away from the worst of the fighting. 2030. The United States government withdraws the bulk of its resources to the eastern United States where it maintains control with its battered military. Special operations groups continue to function in the shadows of the American West Coast, but the large military actions against fundamentalist territories no longer take place. In the absence of the U.S. military, fundamentalist groups blitz through formerly neutral territory and begin their cleansing. 2031 with the world in uproar at the death and destruction in the United States, the United Nations begins intervention and humanitarian missions with its volunteer peacekeeping force. Early operations face intense resistance and vehicle-based IED attacks on UN aid stations and bases. 2032. 
With UN approval, the Mexican Naval Infantry and Canadian Ground Command begin intervention missions in the south and north to assist in stabilizing the American West Coast. This inspires many countries to donate resources and manpower to aid the UN. There are rumors of Mexican, Canadian, and American Special Forces units engaging in long-range missions to secure the nuclear weapons stockpiles in lost territory. 2033. The Russian Federation reclaims Alaska. Despite condemnation from both the United States and its allied countries, they face no opposition. 2035. The present day. And now, folks, you are all caught up. It's not exactly a detailed overview, and I'm no historian, but I'm sure one day someone will tell the story better than I will. For now, I'm your host, Montgomery Ho, reminding you to take care of each other out there. Thank <laughs> you.